another episode of Popcornet. I am James Baker, the host of Popcornet. And on this episode, we're going to be reviewing The Meg. Today, I'm joined by Chris Scalzo. How are you doing, man? I am well. Yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good, man. Um, Another funny story. I always meet some awesome people on the internet. Um, so I'm in Reddit, you know, looking for a, a guest on the show. And uh, Chris, I got lucky. Chris found me. We uh, chatted via email for a while, and uh, we found out that we're close to the same location, man. It's a small web after all. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. At one point, we're going to have to uh, invade each other's little home studios or something and actually do the face-to-face -face thing. That would be fun. But I know I'm, I'm a little concerned. You know, you, you meet a lot of good people on the internet. I, I appreciate your streak and your luck. That's always going to be a little sketchy prospect, but good for you that it's worked out so far. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, meeting in person, that'd be pretty awesome. I mean, uh, I even have a H4N recorder, so I'm pretty much mobile, too. So if you ever want to link up. Yeah, that'd be cool. We'll have to have you come down to the studio or we'll come down to you. That's fine. Once I, I maybe after, we'll see how it goes today. Because yeah. who knows? I don't know what's, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll play it by ear, but sounds good. Okay. Um, so before we get into it, um, Chris hosts a podcast, and uh, we're going to talk about his for a little bit. You want to introduce your pod for a little bit, Chris? Sure, sure. It's uh, the first run. Uh, we've been running for quite a few years. We're actually about to record our 410th episode. Excuse me, that is incorrect. We did just do 410. We're going to do 411 shortly on Black Klansmen and then The Meg, which we'll talk about here short shortly. Um, we consider ourselves the longest-running film podcast that you've never heard of. That's kind of our badge of honor. And uh, we're pretty much available everywhere, you know, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, or on Reddit, Facebook, and Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. So, yeah, we do a fun little thing, too. So we try and we watch one in-the-theater film, right? We'll tell you what's coming up on Blu-ray and DVD this upcoming, that upcoming Tuesday. We'll do a second film, which sometimes will be a first-run film, because there's been so much stuff out lately. We've been doing two at a time. But also, we like to do marathons, like my co-host, Matt is right now curating a martial arts marathon for us. Because I, uh, I know some modern stuff, but he's into all the Shaw Brothers, all the old stuff that I never, like, I think I've basically seen Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee, you know, for the old martial arts. So he's going he's gonna to school me on that. So we're looking forward to that. And then we have a rotating final segment where we do your, you know, your normal top fives. But we'll do stuff like uh, we have a call it where I'm going to present two scenarios to you, right? And you got to choose one or the other. So like um, what's a big uh, like 1982, right? We, I think we can generally consider one of the best mo years in movies because you get like your thing, your Star Trek twos, you know, E.T., all this stuff. So or, or like we'll say choose one, Star Trek or Star Wars. One goes away forever. Which one do you choose? Oh, that's tough. You know, that kind of stuff. We also do uh, what are the odds where we assign the odds of one thing happening or another. Like, what are the odds the Aquaman movie is going to have a Rotten Tomatoes score of 60% or higher? Uh, we'll also do um, Call It. We did Call It. I said that. I'm not at all drinking, I promise you. Uh, we do uh, Who Dat, which is a role-playing game based on, the, you know, the NFL promotion Who Dat. Drew Brees! So you will present a scenarios to you and you have to actually answer as that person like i'd say all right you're the rock are you ever going to actually have a solo franchise that you'll be able to carry on your own that'll be successful and you'd have to answer then as 
the rock. Uh, that's you know, awesome general content. stuff like that. Awesome content and awesome streak. 400 episodes. That's an achievement, man. There you go. So, yeah, we usually pop every week. Usually the show posts around Sunday night, Monday morning. So, yeah, check us out sometime, thefirstrun.com. And I appreciate you having me. It's uh, an honor. So thank you so much. No, man, no problem, man. Thank you for coming on the pod, man. It's always awesome to network and get to know That's fellow right. podcasters in the same niche. Um, I guess we go up into discussion, man. Um, yeah. I guess we'll just ease into the discussion. Uh, I got something to ask you before we get started. Okay. Have you been to the beach since you saw the make? <laughs> Listen, I'm going to say all this. No, I have not. I'm not generally a beach guy um, because I'm just terrified of the ocean. Just just give me a pool. I'm all set. But and plus, I don't want to be wading around and something touches my feet. No, I'm hard pass. Hard pass. But yeah, no, I have not been to the beach. I haven't been to the beach since Jaws. I'll put it that way. So uh, yeah, no, I don't. No. Let me ask you a question, though. I feel like I'm curious what your opinion is. I feel like Jason Statham's entire career has basically been building to this moment. Where he's <laughs> Would you agree with that, or do you? What do you think? I, I'm a big Statham fan. I'll be honest with you. Give me Transporter one and two, you know, and Lockstock, right? And I, I've always enjoyed Statham. There's, he has this weird. I can't quite, as the French say, I don't know what. I can't put my finger on what what the appeal is of Statham, but he's got it, whatever it is. And I've always enjoyed it, seeing him in film, no matter how bad the movie. I'm even excited. I'm even excited. For that rock spinoff Fast and Furious film he's doing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, too. Um, to go back to your question you asked me, I uh, I totally agree with you. Um, I mean, I, when you go into a movie like this, you can't go into it being all, excuse my poor grammar, but uh, all film critic Right. I mean, you see the trailer, you pretty much know what you're going to get. And you see Jason Statham, you know at least one scene is going to be extremely far-fetched. Um, you know, like, like kind of like Crank jump out of the plane, or it's going to be a scene like that eventually. But, uh, yeah, I'm a big Jason Statham fan. Um, I did want to see him at least kick somebody's ass before the movie ended, ended but uh, he did get a good piece of the shark. Um, he but, does go one-on-one with the yeah, shark. Yeah, that's, you that's know even better you're... than uh, hand-to-hand combat. Because <laughs> right. you knew it was coming at some point. Yeah, at some and point. It's, it's like, it's, you know, how, how are the two of them going to come together one-on-one? Because I know it's going to happen. Right. And thankfully it did. So, yeah. Mm. So, uh, so you see the trailer. What are your expectations going into the film? Do you have well, high I'm... expectations or he's kind of like, oh, you're going to have no. a good time? Come on, no, I didn't Thank have you. high expectations. Thank you. I thought, <laughs> but I did think what I wanted was a real solid kind of B movie genre thriller. I don't want like an asylum Sharknado thing. All right, I, I, I'm not wanting that. But I do want a really well done kind of B movie thriller. And one of the things that I think is a shortcoming of this film is all is the lack of gore and violence because if you're going to do this kind of movie i think you got to do it right right i I have the same criticism from like when they do and this is going to be a weird pull but just bear with me uh the ghost rider sequel right the the second one that with nicholas cage if you're going to make that movie you got to go all out you you know if if you're going to do a pg-30 just go a hard r and just be super violent and just go for it 
And I think that was part of the issue, right? Because this thing did have the blood and guts, but the studios balked because they wanted a PG-13 rating. And financially, I guess it was the right decision because it did really well opening day, opening weekend. Mm -hmm. But I know Statham was quoted too, right, as being disappointed by all that stuff being cut out. Now, what do you think about that? No, I totally agree, man. I feel like a lot more gore, um, a few more actually seeing people getting chopped in half would have definitely uh, made this movie a lot better than what it was. I mean, for, for the scenes that we did see, uh, I would say I was impressed. I mean, you have like the part when the guy's like sitting in the water, and you know a shark's going to come up eventually. And yeah. then uh, it kind of like goes by and it comes back. I wanted to see him actually get chomped in half. You know what I mean? I wanted right. to see like some blood and guts, like you said. But uh, I feel like the PG-13 rating did hamper um, a bigger cult following than it's going to eventually come across. And going back to what you said earlier, as far as like not being Sharknado, I'm extremely happy that it wasn't Sharknado because I, right. I, I saw the trailer and that's one of the first things I thought. I'm like, oh, Sharknado, you know, animated shark, oversized, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But uh, I definitely went into it expecting like a, a B-rated film and uh, I wasn't extremely disappointed. Um, the only part that I, I mean, not the only part, but the main part that I really was kind of eh was like the slow start. I was just like, where's the uh -huh. sharks? <laughs> you know, yeah. like at the beginning when they're underwater in the submarine and Jason Statham uh, saves the crew, they alluded to some big thing going down there. And you go into it knowing it's the Meg. So it's kind of like, why not just show it then and there? But I guess they're just trying to, you know, pace it, you know. Keep well, yeah, you wait and wait and yeah, you want to build up the suspense, right? I mean, that's why why Jaws is so good is because right. you never really see the shark. Now, obviously, as everybody knows, that's because they couldn't get the damn thing to work. So <laughs> Spielberg makes a better film by having to shoot around it and kind of it's the it's the mystery, right? It's the it's the menace that you can't quite see is what makes it so damn scary. Right. But it's. I, I like how Turtle Tub director basically does a, a reasonably good job too of of hiding the cards, right? Because he 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 he'll he'll fake you out attention wise. Because first you see, all right, well there's the shark. Oh good, they defeated. Everything's all right. Well, not quite yet, you know. <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah, I like how he kind of does kind of keeps like it going. Yeah, so that, I think that was good. And I think the film generally is it is patently ridiculous. And it's all the better for it. So I think that was where it was successful. It's just how ridiculous the thing is. It, it suffers from, I think, a poor script at times and some line, some questionable line deliveries from some of the cast. But uh, still, I, I enjoyed it enough, I think is how I would mm -hmm. say it. When, I'm curious. I have a question for you, too. One thing I was laser focused on watching this thing and only because of the recent controversy with is with Ruby Rose. Mm-hmm. Have you seen everything that's going on with her and why all of a sudden yeah, all this stuff is going on? Yeah, something about the Batwoman, right? What exactly is going on? So she's been cast as Batgirl in the CW. Oh, Batgirl, not so, Batwoman. Okay. Yeah, so I'm sorry, Batwoman. You're entirely right, Batwoman. Oh, okay. So uh, CW is doing it because they do all the DC shows, and they're doing a new show with Batwoman. They're going to introduce her into the this year when they do the big crossover arc with all the shows. Mm -hmm. And there was a whole big uproar about Ruby Rose being cast because Batwoman in the comics is a lesbian, and there was a whole issue, well— it was good that they cast an actual lesbian to play that role, but I guess there was an uproar in the fan base there because they say think she's such a horrible actress. So she actually ended up deleting her Twitter because of all of the wow. feedback she. That's sad. So I did zoom in on her though, because my only real exposure to her, I think, was with John Wick Two, mm -hmm. and there was something else she was in. 
So I, I, I end up being focused. And I thought she did fine in the Meg. I guess no worse than anybody else in this thing outside, of course, yeah. my main man, Jason. But what did you think, though? Did you notice anything with Ruby? I don't know if you were as keen in as I was. Yeah, I wish I would have been more keen into her performance, uh, knowing the news and the backlash that she was getting. But like you said, like she did fine. I mean, like yeah. for what the movie was worth, um, I wasn't disappointed at all. Um, actually, when I got the news, I was actually happy for her. I feel like I don't really see... Well, I mean, I could see other people playing Batwoman, but I mean, why not her? You know, give her a shot. I mean... CW has been doing pretty good with their casting as far as late, so I, I I don't really have a complaint about that, and she did fine to me. Yeah, I mean, let's uh, that's what I think. Just give I her think a shot. The only See thing how... that people are making fun of her from the Meg was uh, all the hair, hair gel she had in her hair. That's about all <laughs> I've been seeing. A lot of memes as far as that. <laughs> it was an interesting call. Yes. Yeah, but uh, um, as far as like other backlash with this film, um, I've seen a lot of complaints about the uh, USA uh, China crossover with all like the propaganda that's going on, like over showing communist China and all this and that. Did that bother you at all or? No, I didn't. No, I didn't get really a political sense of uh, impact from the film. I, I appreciate the fact that you're listen. I think you want to see a more egregious version of um a Chinese influence in American cinema. You watch Pacific Rim Uprising. I mean, that thing is, I think, almost two thirds mm-hmm. uh, more um, built for a Chinese audience than it is for a domestic U.S. audience. But I think that's going to be the future. Some of this stuff. If the only way some of these films, like the Meg, are going to get made, are going to be as partnerships with uh, the Chinese um, cinema business. Now, I think that I think that's how this just the way it is now. So. I don't have so much of an issue with it as long as that still we end up getting a good film out of it. It did bother me a little bit more with Pacific Rim Uprisings. I said it seems so much more obvious to me yeah. that that who's with the audience they were catering to versus the first but one. So what? That's how I look at it. So what? As long as I get an entertaining film, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try not to freak out about it. Who knows? We'll see how it. We'll see how it happens. We'll see how it, what develops. Yeah, I'm glad you had that that standpoint on it as far as uh, you know the merger or whatever, and uh, I completely agree with you. I mean, how many times can you see something take place in New York, Los Angeles, Miami? I mean, like, let's branch out and have some other scenes. Like, I guess the last scene, the beach scene, was shot in Sonya Bay or something like that with the big white statue. Yep. That was some cool, you know, that was a cool spot. I've never seen that before, like a good beach scene. You know, seeing different cultures at the beach. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. a different spin on the movie, so, I mean, I feel like it worked. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't want to have to rely on my James Bond movies for exotic locales. <laughs> yeah, let's branch out a little bit. Right, right. Completely agree, man. <laughs> um, let's touch base on the uh, the cinematics, the good stuff. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite cinematic shot? I'm guessing what we talked about briefly earlier. I would think so. That and I did thoroughly enjoy the appearance of the second shark when it came out. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. That was a good spin. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, they killed the Meg already. I'm like, I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, still got like almost a half hour left. I'm like, what's going right. on? And then the second one comes out. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. It was kind of, it kind of reminded me, speaking of uh, a Pacific Ring uprising when like the breach opened and like all mm-hmm. these other monsters started coming out of the breach. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, but definitely the best part was uh, Jason Statham being uh, used as a fishing bait. <laughs> and uh, he says one of my favorite quotes of the summer so far, I'm going to make you bleed. 
That's right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're hitting a, tar- a sore spot for me because whenever I hear anything like that, I think of Batman versus Superman. Do you bleed? Oh, yeah. Wow. Do you bleed? You know, but uh, I've been slowly coming to terms that that movie is not as good as I want it to be. Anyway, I'm going to move on before I start crying. So, yeah, I don't... Listen, I'm not going to be praising Meg for any... Um, I don't think there's anything here that's going to be relevatory when it comes to a new way of shooting film. But I think that uh, Troll Top does a fine... It, it's, it's, listen, I feel like I say this entirely too much for some of these things, but it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's a little ridiculous. It's got some issues. I think the suspense wasn't consistent enough for me. I think the decision of the romantic angle for Statham was pointless. Uh, I got really nothing. I know you want to try and establish an emotional connection between some of the cast members and then us so we care more about them instead of us really just wanting them to be chum. I was surprised how many of the people survived. You know, I thought we would have had a higher body count, too, than we ended up with. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's it's fine. I just don't know if the comedic elements is real. What did you think of that? I felt the con- I think I lay this at the feet of the script. But I think the comedic elements didn't really work for me as well, especially with Statham. I thought that when he had to do the one-liners or the jokes, I was like, yeah, all right, let's, let's get back to the shark. Come on. Yeah, it was, it was extremely cheesy for me. Uh, if I did laugh, it was more like a, huh? You know, yes. like what the fuck was that? Like a, yeah. you know, like a, a a whimper or something like that. But uh, yeah, it was pretty cheesy, and uh, yeah, it was lack of a uh, character attachment. Like when the the dad died, mm-hmm. and like they're mourning, and then the the younger daughter saw her. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, it is what it is. This to make. Um, right. I'm just waiting for the cult following to come out of this. Like. One came out of Sharknado. Well, I, you know what? I say we wait in three or four months when the Blu-ray hits and we get the unrated version with all oh, the blood yeah. guts put back in. Mm-hmm. It may be worth a revisit. Yeah, it's coming. It's definitely coming. The cult, the cult following is definitely coming. There you um, go. Before we get out of here, just for shits and giggles, where yeah. do you place this as far as all-time shark movies? You got Jaws, Deep Blue Sea, Open Water, Sharknado, The Shallows, The Reef. 47 meters down and i haven't seen this one jurassic shark and so many other b-rated <laughs> so we many do other it. b-rated movies right i'm I'm ashamed to say i don't think i've seen half of those shark movies that you mentioned like the, the most recent crop of them either i haven't i have to, i have i have to get on that yeah, we I do a the segment most on recent my... one is uh yeah. the shallows i think that's the most recent one mm-hmm I got. I think one of them's on. I think forty-seven meters down is on Netflix actually right now, so I may have to check that out. But we do a segment where we do um, the straight to DVD pick of the week, where I try and find kind of the trashiest, worst movie. And I'm assuming I think a couple of those, especially what did you say, the shark crocodile or no, shark Jurassic Alex? shark Jurassic shark. <laughs> I did one the other last was it last week, two weeks ago, where it was like a land shark. It was a shark that was swam in dirt. What well, I gotta look this up. I, I don't kind of sound like tremors. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I couldn't. I don't know. It was really bizarre. Gotta definitely so, check uh, that out. I don't know. I listen. For me, obviously, the King Daddy is gonna be Jaws, and there is no way it's gonna. It, it sniffs that film. So yeah. um, that's the I MJ of shark shark films. Yeah, no, that's I. I couldn't. I really. This would be at the bottom of whatever it is. On our show, we do letter grades, and I think for the Sharknado, I, I'm Sharknado. Listen to me. For Meg. 
Um, I would probably, I think I'm leaning, I am not committed yet, and I'm record, recording our show about this tomorrow. Hopefully you'll be able to join us. I'm, I'm sitting at C, C plus right now. Yeah, Just same. on the C plus because of Statham. Same. Really. I, I, I rarely give out A's. If I do give, give out an A, it's going to be like something game changing. B's. Yeah. Give out, I give out a lot of B's, B minuses, mm-hmm. but this is definitely a C plus. Yeah. Or the line B. But uh, I won't hold you up too much longer. I know you got some stuff to take care of today, Chris, man. I definitely appreciate you coming on the pod, man. It was fun. It was my pleasure, man. Anytime, anytime. Hopefully we'll have you on our show as well. Anytime you uh, need a guest, you're a little short, don't hesitate okay. to give me a call. Um, you want to plug your pod one more time before we got here? Oh, yeah. Why the heck not, right? Thefirstrun.com. Just check us out, and from the website, you can links to everything else. And like I said, this week we're doing the Meg and Black Klansman, which James, I'm telling you, you have to go see. It's 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 quite an interesting little film, and uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. So make sure you check it out. On my way in the next 15 minutes. All right, get on it. <laughs> um, once again, guys, thank you for listening to Popcornet. Um, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff, and uh, catch you next time. Peace.